everybody, welcome to Predetermined, a pro wrestling hangout. I am your host, Garrett Callender, and with me, your favorite good brother and mine, Derek Halpin. What's up, everyone? We're back for another great episode today. We're talking about some good stuff, so thank you for listening. Yeah, coming up on this show, I'm going to talk about an NXT house show I attended over the weekend. And we're also going to be talking about your favorite and my favorite movies that feature pro wrestlers. Oh, my God. Once again, this is going to be a good one. Can't wait. Ready to talk about this. Uh, Honestly, I don't think the card's going to change. I think between those two things, we can keep the card the way it is. Nope. No botches today. No strain from the match. We're going to do this uh, here in a minute. Let's hit our music, man. Hit our goddamn music. God, I, I look forward to this now. Like, this is something that I, you know, spend the whole week like, man, I, I'm ready to talk about wrestling. I feel like I haven't gotten it out of my system. I typically look forward to the next one as soon as we finish the, the last one. So, yeah, this is something I look forward to every week and uh, been uh, getting some positive feedback online. Yeah, we the listenership is is growing. I want to thank everybody who's, you know, listened or told somebody to listen, uh, you know, subscribed. Uh, if you could do us a favor and, you know, hit those uh, five stars that boat that, you know, boosts us up a little bit, lets people find us a little easier. We love the feedback and uh, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Wrestle Hangout. That's a, again, Wrestle Hangout on Twitter and also Wrestle Hangout on Facebook. You can't miss that. And then as well on Instagram, if you want to follow, we're going to be going to some live shows coming up. So we're going to be posting a lot of pictures and video from that. Uh, We've got AAW in Chicago coming up, uh, not this weekend, but next. Yeah, so check out uh, Predetermined Podcast on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, speaking of live shows, I think a great way to start this episode off is by talking about a live show that you went to recently this uh, past weekend, Garrett. So yeah, I, hit, hit me up with the details, man. What happened? So I went to the War Memorial Auditorium to catch an NXT house show. And What were your expectations going in? Honestly, pretty low. Uh, the last NXT house show I went to was just a little over a year ago in Louisville, Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had to drive about three, three and a half hours to that one. And it was just, it was such a weird venue, the one in Kentucky. It was kind of a, a smaller arena, like just a one level raised. But right. they had so few seats on the floor that everybody was just so far removed from the crowd on the floor and the ring. We just felt so far away the the uh, the wrestlers just kind of felt like there was a moment where i feel like shinsuke nakamura and i both thought why the fuck are we in louisville kentucky right now (laughs) (laughs) he probably legitimately was thinking that and it was it was just that one was a weird show where i feel like there would be a star every once in a while fighting somebody who you knew was coming out to job like, like it where, didn't feel like there was any like big stakes in any of the matches you saw. 
Like it was, yeah, it was a time when Bobby Roode, Shensuke, and Joe Samoa Joe were there, but there just wasn't a lot else happening. Like you know, you would get somebody like Roddy to come out and fight, you know, somebody who's training and learning. Was basically. this a show where you saw Elias? Did Elias make an appearance at this one? Elias did make an appearance because uh, that was the only thing Leah enjoyed. Is Elias came out and played a song about how shitty Louisville was. <laughs> And then you said, how long ago was this? Like a year. And or I two have ago? nothing against Louisville. I'm sorry. I like if we have any listeners in Louisville. I I love you. I want you to continue listening. Uh, your city seems great. I just I had to drive a long way to get there, and Shinsuke didn't seem like he wanted to be there. Too bad. This this is a pro wrestling podcast. You don't need to apologize to the people of Louisville. Just embrace the heel role and piss them off, and maybe they'll want to. Maybe they'll listen every week because they want to fucking hate you. I don't know if that's how this works. <laughs> you try it. I, I surely hope you've already works. made your feelings known, so you can't take it back. Yeah, I mean, you're right. I, at this point, like, if I have uh, listeners or listeners, if they're all sitting there, like, oh, I fucking hate that guy. It works. It works. No listener is bad listener. But this was a year or two ago. You said you went to the show in Louisville. Yeah, it was just over a year, and. It is insane how much they've built up their roster since then. Like, even guys who would have gotten booed or just, you know, apathetic responses when they came out were getting just huge pops at this show. Uh, It was maybe the most stacked house show roster I've ever been, I've ever actually witnessed. Just like every, a WWE house show. A WWE house show. Yeah. I mean, every match other than the opener was No Way Jose versus uh have you been keeping up with NXT at all? Yeah. What is the guy's name? He was on Breaking Ground. Uh he was like a Tino Sabatelli. That sounds about right. Whatever his partner's name is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry, this guy. Some pro he, wrestling fan you are. Yeah, I know. I know. I can't keep track of all of them. And also... You're watching a lot of pro wrestling. I'm watching a lot of pro wrestling. Yeah, just cut me cut me some slack on this guy. But, did you uh, do a little dance when No Way Jose came out? I did a little dance with No Way Jose. <laughs> did you hop the guardrail? No, he... Uh, instead of going to the ring the way everyone else did, he kind of went through the crowd. And we were off to a side third row, and uh, he kind of danced. And I wouldn't lie if, I, if he got me going a little bit. <laughs> a great opening match? The opening match was fine. Like with, When I say the entire card was great, it's because I kind of forgot this match was there. <laughs> it was the, and it's not that it was a bad match at all. It was just every match after was so good. Uh, they just, every, it just was, you know, guy, everybody you wanted to see. And also, I got to see, um, I'd been wanting to see Bianca Belair. I had never seen her live. She was so much fun. Do you, are you, do you know her? Yes. She's the one, she has the long ponytail and uses it as a whip. Yeah. Way into that. That was awesome. And I didn't realize she was from Knoxville. That's a nice, that's a nice shtick. Oh, yeah. I don't think we've ever seen that before, have we? I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, that's, that feels brand new to me. Uh, for anybody who doesn't know Bianca Belair, yeah, she has a very long ponytail, goes kind of past her ass, and uh, she uses it as a, as a whip. And since it's part of her body, it does not count as a weapon, as far as I can tell. How long has she been down there in NXT? I don't know. I feel like she, I first saw her in the Mae Young Classic. I assume she had just been on the Indies somewhere before that. So she's still fairly new. Oh, yeah. 
So it's not like she's getting a call up anytime soon. No, I don't think she'll. I mean, I don't know. She's really good. I, That's I one of the things just, about NXT. I think they need to slow down the call ups a little bit. Like it just seemed like it, it seemed like they got a little happy in the last few months, especially when they called up um, all the girls to fill up uh, SmackDown and Raw's rosters for Absolution and for the Riot, uh, Riot Squad. Well, um, I mean, it makes sense that they did that just because the Royal Rumble was coming up and they needed bodies <laughs> in the well, Rumble. right. But I also feel like the, like the women's divisions on both shows are, are clogged up a little bit now because they got. I mean, it, it seems like anytime they do a women's segment segment now, they've got like eight women on screen at once for it. So, but well, no, I was just I was just asking because you know that I mean that's something unique like that. A lot of times, the, like they'll get excited about it and they'll call a person up if they've got something that's a little bit different. But yeah, I, no. actually, I could see her coming up. Um, though also. They all these matches they're doing in the women's division are all these you know multi woman matches. Why not just throw a couple tag belts in there at a certain yeah. point? I don't know. It's I think it's tough, um, especially with the time constraints that they have. I mean, Raw has three hours to fill, but SmackDown has a couple hours, and a lot of times it seems like they're pressed for time. So I don't know. I mean, uh, I, I guess you go keep keep going describing the rest of the show that you went to. Oh or... no, uh, let's see. Well, I was saying. Bianca Belair got a huge pop. She was in a title match against Ember Moon, but I had no idea Bianca Belair was from Knoxville, Tennessee. So even though she was very heelish the whole match, she was getting maybe more cheers than Ember Moon. She was the local girl. She was local. Everybody loved her. Who else did we have? We had uh, Roderick Strong versus Cassius Ono, which it, this show just didn't feel like a house show. It felt like they were kind of putting everything into the matches they were doing. Which so that a little a bit like I, a little a hidden pay per view. Yeah, it must have been. I think it was the first night of a little tour they were doing. I think they had just finished the NXT TV tapings, which they're now doing in Atlanta, or at least part of them in Atlanta now. And did you see the spoiler that of came out of the spoiler alert? If anyone doesn't want to hear this, pause for like fifteen seconds. Derek, tell the people. Uh, Johnny Gargano's getting called up. And oh, about Candace? Oh, not Candace. I was going to say Ricochet. He actually made a TV appearance. Oh yeah, I mean, uh, to me that wasn't the big news. I guess. I guess to WWE that's bigger news. But yeah, Johnny Gargano, I guess, was in a match against uh, Andrade. How do you? What I always say his first name wrong. Andrade Almas. Andrade. Right. I feel like I add a letter. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas. Andrade Cien Almas. <laughs> he had a match. <laughs> he had a match with Johnny Gargano. Uh, if Gargano lost, he's out of NXT. I just I don't see him for real being gone yet. Yeah, that was the one thing that got me because it, it still feels like there's a lot left for him to do there. And I especially don't with know. Ciampa. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, so unless like, Ciampa chases him to the cruiserweight division or something. Yeah, I don't. I mean, it was perplexing to me, especially after like how good a match he had, you know, at Takeover. Um, I mean, I, I, I guess you could make the argument though that it may be difficult to top that match. But uh, if there's, I mean, Gargano could probably do it. I don't know. It was a weird decision to call him up so soon after after the pay per view, considering that you thought that him and Ciampa were going to have a, a rivalry down there in NXT. But I guess we'll see where he winds up. Yeah, uh, that. I guess I don't know where to go from that one. 
it gets, I guess, well, I guess it, it's going to depend. Um, oh, yeah. He, kinda, well, he headlined that house show. And it was who did big, he headline with, Garrett? Oh, who did he the, headline with? This, like, I was marking so hard. And I'm using the word. There you go. I Use it. Mar- I was marking all the way to the arena. Because right before I went, I saw that Triple H tweeted out the main event, which was Selena Vega and Adrande Cien Almas versus Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae. Woo! Oh, so that would have been her first official match since she, since she signed. Somebody creamed in their pants for that. Oh, I was so excited. And they specified at the beginning of the match that even though there are men and women in the match, that uh, the, they aren't allowed to hit the opposite sex either way. <sighs> and what did that result in? Everybody's like, oh, no, she's going to do it. So Candace did a hurricane run off the top rope to Almas. Crowd went crazy. Like the crowd was so behind Candace on that, sh- that show. Hot I crowd. was, I, oh, it was such a hot crowd. I was so surprised. Um, I mean, I haven't been to a ton of wrestling since I've, or at least a ton of wrestling in Nashville, but based off the crowd at Ring of Honor and at this NXT show, I would hope more things like that come here. Just the crowd was way into it. They knew who everybody was. Other than the people sitting behind me only understood anything if somebody had come from TNA. <laughs> a lot That's of TNA weird. references behind me the whole show. Really? But also, you were, sit- you were sitting behind the rest of TNA's audience? I guess so. Uh, though, I, one of the guys of that I watched the Rumble with did tell me he was from Florida and that it was free to go to those TNA shows, so he went to all of them. <laughs> All right. And, and he said it got to the point where it was like, you know, you could either pay to rent the pay-per-view or you could just go to it for free. Right. Well, when he's that like, makes sense. When he was telling me, uh, you know, that he really followed TNA, I thought, like, you are the first person to tell me that ever. With, with conviction. But, you know, if it were free. It makes sense. If it's free wrestling and you're there, why, why not? And especially a lot of the wrestlers they had there are definitely people worth seeing. And I'm sure there's been a lot happen at TNA that I don't know about that is good. Somebody's probably well, laughing right now at that. The, the qu- <laughs> well, the question is, how long had he been going to shows? Because I don't know how long they've been doing that. I know there was a time period uh, over 10 years ago, a little over 10 years ago, where I actually followed TNA a little bit. Um, but not To me, one of the hardest time. parts was being able to find somewhere to watch it. Well, shit, it started off, wasn't it on, um, was it on TNN? Oh, it was on Spike. Well, it was on, well, I mean, it went to Spike eventually, but before that, I think it was on, like, one of those sports networks that was, like, race cars and derby shit. <laughs> That's a good like, channel. It's like, you um, know what, I, you can watch monster trucks, a tractor pull, and TNA all in the same, you know, three-hour block. <laughs> I think I think like the first time I saw anything TNA was actually like on FS FSN or something like one of the sports networks and then eventually I think it got moved over to TNN and then it became Spike TV and Raw was on Spike TV for a long time and then they moved back to USA Network and then uh fuck isn't isn't TNA like on Pop TV or something whatever the fuck it's called yeah whatever that might be yeah I I don't have that yeah no one does <laughs> <laughs> See the, the people who like TNA that are listening to our podcast right now. If they're f- also from Louisville, they just fucking hate us. Oh, they're they're just tuning in to find out if we say our address. 
Right. So they can, uh, oh my God. Let me think. Um, oh, I was going to mention this. Have you ever noticed that uh, wrestling shows, the guy who is the loudest is always the least funny? Yeah, but he thinks he's funny. Yeah. Uh, when Adam Cole was in the ring, the guy was really trying to get a chant started of coal miner. What the fuck? That's not even funny. No. <laughs> His last name, it's like Cole, you know. But when he couldn't get it going, he did seem a little disappointed. He should be fucking embarrassed is what he should be. And if you're going to do a chant, if you're going to do a chant, it needs to be a good one. I don't know if I'm brave enough to start a chant. I don't think I've ever had a thought that was good enough to think the whole room should say it together simultaneously. <laughs> <laughs> make, make, that your, make that your goal before the end of the year. Get a chant started. Get a chant started at a wrestling event and make it better than Coal Miner. Oh, fuck. Not that if that's I, hard. If I fuck that up and you get to report on that, like, oh, you should hear what shit this guy tried to say. <laughs> and the thing is, if, if I tried doing it at this AAW show and I wear this New Japan tracksuit there, if the guy in the New Japan tracksuit tries to start the worst chant of the night. They might shoot, fight you right there. Yeah, I, ringside. I might not be welcome back. I want to make a good first impression there. I don't know, but from my perspective, if something horrible happens to you while I'm there, that'll be a great thing to talk about on the podcast. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, especially, especially, yeah, we'll be doing a podcast live together when you're up here for AAW. How about you tell the people about that? Yeah, so that will be, I guess, not next week's episode, but the week after. Uh, when we go up there, we're going to be going to the Pro Wrestling Tees store to do a meet and greet with Nido. Hopefully film a little bit. I know I've been telling you we've been doing these. Or I've been filming some videos. Still working on those. Going to get those up soon. Uh, we're going to film one of those there. And then afterwards, go uh, go hit up this AAW show where they actually have a new champ right now. Did you see that? I did. ACH. ACH. Pretty excited. I think this is because this is going to be like your first true indie show, right? No. I've been to freelance. Okay. Nice with try, me, though. at least. That'll be my first indie show with you. So you'll get but to I've see... But I've only ever been to one show with you before, believe it or not, so... I, I know, that's weird. Uh, but it looks like they don't have the card announced, but they do have a few wrestlers listed. It looked like Jeff Cobb is going to be there, who I think okay. you're going to enjoy quite a bit, as well as uh, Trevor Lee, the Carolina Caveman. You know, I was disappointed. They had uh, they had Hurricane Helms there a few weeks ago, and uh, I wish he was coming back after his hot spot in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, I'm thinking that they may have spent a lot of money to get Naito there. Uh, yeah, I would probably assume so. Um, no, I'm looking forward to going. I'm actually looking forward to uh, doing the podcast with you in person, and I'm, I'm actually also pretty excited to take you to Pro Wrestling Tees uh, store for the first time. My favorite thing that you said about the Pro Wrestling Tees store was you going there and trying to buy a Kevin Steen shirt. You said, uh, <laughs> I, I don't remember the said, conversation. Apparently. Do you have any uh, Kevin Steen shirts? And they're like, uh, not really. We just have these. And you're like, it was a full table of Kevin Steen shirts. It, it was all they were hanging up. And I, and I think I like I don't know if it was just overstock from stuff they'd had from previous years. There's some of them you can buy online now. And I just kind of sheepishly asked, like expecting them to be like, uh, no, we don't have any Kevin Steen stuff. He's been in WWE for, like, what, three, four years at this point? Like, no way. But I, I walked away with a Kevin Steen shirt. I've got a couple shirts from there, and I'm expecting 
if I'm taking you there, you're going to be spending money on a shirt, right? I actually get one with the meet and greet. Ooh, that's free. I get a Nido shirt, like their uh, their logo, but I get it has the Chicago flag on it. Oh, are you going to be wearing that in Nashville? I mean, maybe under something. Mm. Oh, I, I can't badmouth Chicago. There's too many people listening from Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> and I can I can prep them for your arrival here. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to catch a, a fist to the mouth immediately. But it sounds like uh, you had a good time at the NXT show. You got you got like a, a dream main event there, seeing uh, Gargano oh, got- and Candice tag team together. So got to uh, run up to the gate after it was over, and I had on a shirt of bloodied Candice. She said, "Nice shirt," and all I could get out of my mouth is, "You're my favorite wrestler." I don't know. That's better than just thanks. Thanks. <laughs> and then just walk like you away. don't even know who the fuck it is, even though you're wearing the shirt. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks oh. for the compliment. Before we move on from NXT, I do have to say NXT, one thing they've gotten right with a lot of their house shows or just any of their shows, when they're touring, they usually sell a card of every match that you got to see that night with the pictures of the wrestler. Kind of looks like an old school wrestling card. Right. And usually it's like, you know, 20, 30 bucks. And then for 50 bucks extra, it'll come signed by everybody. And since now it's at this time where, you know, the matches were like Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream, Candace and Johnny versus uh, Zelina and Almas, you know, just the what is, Adam Cole's group. I kind of forget that name. What is it? Undisputed Era versus yeah. Sanity. There's just so many good people on this card. They're like, oh, I'm buying one of those this time. This is worth it. This is the first show I've been to where they weren't selling them. Aw. Yeah, they were only selling re- old ones from uh, TakeOver War Games. Why don't... Well, are they too big now? Like, what I don't, the fuck? Yeah, I don't know. And then the shirts they were selling, they were selling old Kevin Owen shirts and old Shensuke shirts. It was like they... I don't. It's not like they ran out of merch. It's like they just found a box of shit that was left over. And that's and what they were selling. And you didn't get me an old Kevin Owen shirt. I'm I, I didn't think about it. I'm sorry. <sighs> well, I think it's time to move on to the main event, Derek. What's the main event today, sir? The main event is we are going to discuss movies, not starring pro wrestlers, but just in general featuring professional wrestlers. It can't be a movie that stars a pro wrestler that we talk about. I mean, it can star them if they want. We're going to leave Dwayne out of this, though. Dwayne, For as much as we can, yeah. Yeah, Dwayne could have his own show. Dwayne is we probably going to end up getting his own episode in the next few months. We could have a whole episode just talking about Dwayne movies and rating them. And uh, saying the word Dwayne as many times as we can. Oh, yeah. He's Dwayne now. He's Dwayne. He's the rock. He's the rock. The rock. But I will Johnson. say, spoiler alert with his movies, most of them not very good. But some? Well, here's... But here's the thing. He's making fucking bank. Oh, I mean, Jumanji's almost made a billion dollars worldwide right now. Didn't you say you enjoyed Jumanji? Everybody enjoyed Jumanji because it's fucking good. Well, you just got done ripping his movies, and now you're... Uh, well, o- I'm ripping Hercules. Like, you know, when I go see a rock movie at this point, Fuck, I want I him to have shoes. I can't... <laughs> <laughs> you can't hit anything that reminds you of the Scorpion King. Yeah, the Scorpion King, Hercules, just cover him up, man. You got to have a closed-toed shoe before I go see your movie. And he took that a step further with this skyscraper when I saw from the Super Bowl trailer. 
He only has one leg in that movie. You know what's funny? Other than the early part of his movie career, I don't know if I've seen too many movies with The Rock. What, just like Be Cool? Uh, Like Walking Tall and Gridiron Gang and The Rundown. I like that we're just like, here's one thing we're not going to do. Only rule. No talking about Dwayne. Here are we'll talk, all the Dwayne movies well, in then order. Let's, then let's fucking stop and we'll save it. And all let's right. talk about pro wrestlers and movies and... Let me ask the question, what's the first movie you watched that had a pro wrestler featured in it that you were aware of, or not even necessarily aware of? I guess you can make that two categories. One, what's the first movie you probably watched as a kid that had a pro wrestler in it, and then a movie that you watched where you were aware going into it that a pro wrestler was in it? I mean, 100%, the first movie I would have seen that I was aware that pro wrestlers were in it would have been something with Hulk Hogan. I mean, I grew up watching uh, the Thunder and Paradise movies, one and two. I see. Never saw Thunder and Paradise. Oh, my God. Just so you know, there are scenes in that movie where Hulk Hogan holds his breath for minutes, just very long time. And when asked, when his partner is asked how he can do that, I believe his response is, oh, he's part whale. <laughs> But, yeah, <laughs> like it, dead serious? It is a movie mostly of Hulk Hogan fighting inside speedboats and on jet skis. Uh, as a child, I don't think there was anything better. Well, here's the thing. You, I mean, I think uh, if, we're, if we weren't going to talk about The Rock in movies, uh, wouldn't the next guy in that line of thinking be Hogan? Yeah, but I didn't set that. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I wasn't saying you were wrong. I was just saying that like, as far as... As far as uh, pro wrestlers, like, you know, where they rank as far as being known for being able to kind of transcend into the uh, movie industry. Hogan, I mean, he, he got the nickname Hollywood for a reason. Because and, he was uh, making Mr. Nanny. Mr. And Nanny. Santa with muscles. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Hogan, I feel like what was happened with Hogan was a lot more like kind of where Cena was with his. I feel like Cena's movies are... Uh, a little silly. In that sillier. same vein. Yeah, yeah. I get that. But I, he's seen as moving on too. Uh, did you see Trainwreck, the Amy Schumer movie? I didn't see Trainwreck, but I saw his bit in Trainwreck. Cena was hilarious in it. Yeah. Honestly, in movies right now, I could, I definitely see him getting to the level of The Rock. I think he's just very likable and he's doing a better job. Well, you know, I, he just released that, uh, that, uh, was it a Disney movie? Uh, Ferdinand? Yeah. didn't do very well at the box office for an animated movie. Well, um, it looked I just like did shit. some research on that the other day, so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. My girlfriend wanted to see it. I think she wanted to take her daughter to go see it. They didn't go see it, and that would probably explain uh, <laughs> what a lot of people thought. So I don't think that's going to hurt John getting another movie role. No, I don't think so either. But What, what about I mean, you, though? Well, like, well, what's, the, what's the first one you remember? Um... I think the first one I saw that had a wrestler I probably wasn't aware of was either like, I mean, I guess Rocky three, maybe when I was a kid. And, but the, like, you know, the one we talked about a couple weeks ago is a uh, teenage mutant Ninja turtles too. Kevin Nash played uh, the uh, super shredder. So, um, that's one of the first, ones. but I, I think like the first like pro wrestler movie that I intentionally went out of my way to go watch was, was actually probably the rundown. Okay. The where, Rock. where uh, Schwarzenegger, Passes the torch at the beginning. Essentially, yeah. Fuck, I can't. I forgot that he did that at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, yeah. that's like that's like the first scene in that whole thing. 
Yeah, they pass each other in a in a club. Yeah. So you're and gonna mention the Dwayne movies again? Well, that's the thing is that if if we're if we're talking about the first one, we go out of our way to be like, ah, oh, that's a movie that's got a wrestler. I'm gonna go see it. A rundown was it. You could but, have had the courtesy of fucking lying to me. I'm not gonna fucking bullshit you, man. Like, not yet. I've got, I've got, I've got a long list of stuff after this that I just, I fucking enjoy, as far as pro wrestlers and movies. So, um, or, or the is the boogeyman in any of them? I don't think so. Yeah, he is. Boogeyman's in the best one, man. Is it one I've seen? Oh yeah, you've seen it. All right. You want to know where it, Boogie's hiding? Where's he hiding? Boogie's hiding right in plain sight in Transporter 2. Is he? Oh, fuck. I had to look up the scene. So just so you know, I looked up how many movies have a pro wrestler in them. Okay. The the list I found had 1,605 movies. That's a lot of movies. I clicked through the whole list. (laughs) That's cheating. I no, I looked at. I wanted to know. I wanted to know every single one. And you know what? A lot of it looks like dog shit. Well, how many of those are WWE uh, productions? Oh, most of them are actually lower than that. Ugh. And you like would after be, wrestling careers, like you over? would never believe half these fucking movies that these wrestlers have done. Uh, have you heard of the movie Albino Farm? No. Yeah, I hadn't either until I was looking into this. And who's uh, in that one? Uh, Chris Jericho. Really? Made in 2009, takes place in the Ozarks. A real hills have eyes situation, Fuck. but Chris Jericho with a southern accent. I kind of want to watch it. Oh, I absolutely <laughs> want to watch it. If anything, that sold me on it. So there's a movie that you and I saw together in theaters, and Chris Jericho's in that one too. Can you guess what one that is? It's MacGruber. It is MacGruber. And there's a fuck ton of wrestlers in that movie. Jericho's in it. Kane is in it. Mark Henry's in it. MVP. Big Show. The Great Khali. Just and mo- I think, what, do they all fucking die in the same scene? They die immediately after they get assembled. <laughs> and then I isn't fuck- that when he goes back to that office and is asking uh, the general what he wants him to fuck? Yeah. No. Just I, I actually you want me to fuck. <laughs> I actually think that movie's really funny, and I just think the scene of him running across that, what the fucking tarmac, wherever that van is that blows up, and just, oh, no, 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 call 911. Oh, fuck. No, that, that one, I mean, that may hold a record for the most pro wrestlers in a movie that's not a movie about pro wrestling. Yeah, I can say that's true. Um, as I was looking through, there are a lot of movies... There were more movies about pro wrestling than I thought there were. There's a Stallone one. Really? And the list of people in it are just crazy. There's so many people, like just so many wrestlers from that time period. And then also uh, the movie The Wrestler, the Mickey Rourke one. I was going to ask about that because I know that uh, there's a couple guys in there. R-Truth's in there. Uh, Cesaro? Cesaro's in in there. Uh, so is Austin Aries, I believe. And to me, the funniest one that's in it that has probably a more prominent role than any of them is Necro Butcher. Necro, yeah, Necro Butcher's in there. But uh, hey, Ernest the Cat Miller's in that. And we were just talking about him last week. I was looking through cats actually in quite a few shit movies. Really? But I do. Uh, do you think that Necro Butcher on set, like, he would be the funniest stuntman because that is just a guy who is hurting himself on set. Ugh. Like, I'm picturing him going to Crafty 
like reaching into the M&M's bowl and just having bloody hands and be like, no, nah, it's cool. You I'm positive. I'm positive. I've heard recently that uh, Jim Cornette hates a uh, necro butcher as well. So we can continue the list of things that Jim Cornette doesn't <laughs> like. Well, I, I don't know if I love necro butcher. I don't. The guy has a pot leaf tattooed on his fucking bicep. Well, Ellsworth had a, had the Offspring logo on him. What's uh What's wrong with the pot leaf? I don't know. The pot leaf comes across as trashy, man. I mean, it fits his fucking character, I guess. But dude's getting cut up by barbed wire and shit. He needs something to ease the pain. Well, I didn't say he can't smoke pot. I just said I don't like the tattoo. Could you do a road trip with Necro Butcher? No, I couldn't. Do you think I the couldn't... first hour would just be silence? I couldn't do a trip to the fucking grocery store and back with Necro Butcher. Let because alone the a fucking time. road trip. Hey, man, do you want to try and shank me with this? No, put it away. <laughs> no. Come on, man. You hurt me, I'll hurt you too. It's like, it, come on, man. You, you won't hurt my feelings. Hit me as hard as you can. Like, I'm not I'll going break, to stab you. I'll break you into the business, man. <laughs> That's not who I want to have break me into the business. Fucking Necro Butcher. So, that was, yeah, that was the only uh, Necro Butcher movie I saw, but you know. Hopefully, so we uh, can't we can't talk about this subject and not bring up a movie that came out, uh, I believe, in the late '90s, in the middle of the Attitude Era, called uh, "Ready to Rumble." God, I just oh my god, the it's on HBO Go right now. If you haven't seen it, oh. I look the other day. I actually put it on and watched it, and then after it was over, I immediately called my father and apologized. <laughs> That was probably the right thing to do. Your father took you to see that movie. Opening night. He had work the next day. We had to drive an hour to get to the theater that was playing it. I don't know what the fuck they were thinking. Like, I understand making a movie about pro wrestling during that time period because it was fucking popular. But it was like, obviously, just like, you know that the fucking acting is going to be bad. If you can get if you can get past that, the plot fucking sucks. If you can get past that. The plot doesn't make any sense because they talk about wrestling like it's half real, but also choreographed in a way that doesn't make any sense where some of the stuff, like some of the backstage stuff is like legit. And, Actually, uh, that movie depicts wrestling more the way it is right now than any other movie. Do you think? I don't know. <laughs> I watched, like, I watched like, some of it the other day, man. Like not good stuff. No, I'm just saying like where it's like, well, yeah, we know it's, it's a work, but. Is it like, I feel like that's what talking smack does or did. Yeah. But the answer is always, yeah, it's a fucking work. Yeah. Yeah. It's a work. <laughs> like, I don't know, man. I, I, I remember being really excited that, I mean, cause this came out like the same time there was a, there was a burst there for a little while where they had ready to rumble. And then there was also beyond the mat, which was more of a documentary. Oh my but, God. Where yeah, we get to watch talk about Terry Funk and mankind bit? be. Just sad. And Jer and Jake the Snake Roberts. Oh my god. In the midst of having all of his uh drug issues. Yeah, that movie it is not a feel good one. It's not. It's the it is not the redemption story that Jake the Snake Roberts' uh documentary that came out a couple I don't know if I said the word right. Documentary. Documentary? Um, came, documentary came out a couple years ago. You I know his, how to uh, say his it. Commercial I think I for it DDP up. yoga. Uh essentially. You went I, to the premiere of that, though, didn't you? Yeah, I went to the L.A. premiere of that. And uh, actually, speaking of Ready to Rumble, David Arquette was in attendance holding his WCW Heavyweight Championship title. The gall. The yeah, gall. Right. 
Like when you see him walking through the door, you're like, you, he's actually the only one uh, I didn't approach. And it wasn't because I was mad about that. But Edge sat behind us and cried during the movie. Uh, uh, Diamond Dallas Page was there. And as we were standing at the front door, he happened to just walk in. And I, lo- I just lost my shit. Because growing up, he was one of my top guys. And you had met him before, too, at like a signing in St. Louis, didn't you? Oh, yeah. We had a friend whose parents took us to a car show just to meet DDP. And then you fucking left? Oh, yeah. But, like, we got there early, so we were the first people in line. So we're standing there at the table, and then just out of nowhere, just hear, bang, and all jump. He's standing on the table behind us now. And when he goes to sign the thing, he asks what my name is, asks how to spell it. I told him wrong. Really? You told DDP how to spell your name incorrectly? I was too nervous. <laughs> you know what you should do? You know, make for a good story. I'm surprised. If you get a chance to meet him again, take the same autograph and have him fix it. <laughs> and say, here's the story. <laughs> well, at that thing, when I saw him, I was like, hey, man, I just want to let you know, when I was like 11 or 12 years old, I met you. And I was so excited and nervous that I told you how to spell my name wrong. I just want you to know I know how to do it now. <laughs> I'm not as nervous because you're not as big of a deal now. Sorry, and, Diamond. And he said, uh, hey, good job, man. That's awesome. <laughs> Have you bought my yoga? No, but my dad does it. Uh, and then I asked if I could get a picture. And then he stuck his hand out and then goes, finish off the cutter, brother. Wow. And I, that was another moment where I was like, just a goddamn little kid. You marked out? Oh, yeah. Like, there, I, I don't know. There's some of those guys that it's just, I, I feel shame later when I realize how excited I am. You shouldn't be ashamed, man. I mean, if you, if you talk about pro wrestling as much, if you think about it, if you watch as much as you do, it makes sense why you'd be super excited to meet fucking DDP. Plus, it's fucking DDP. Yeah, and then right after him, RVD walked in behind us, and my buddy and I were like, oh, my God, RVD, and he was really high. Yeah. And uh, it, it caught him <laughs> off guard, no, so we scared no, the shit out of him. Nobody's, nobody's surprised at that news oh, for and a guy who has in, a move called the 420. He walked in the door to that movie theater, and when he walked in, he, I don't think he realized the entire audience was going to be looking directly at him, and they all popped for him. So he didn't know what to do, so he just did the RVD point at himself with his thumbs. Did he, did he look scared, or did he at least put on a smile? Oh, he, like, he smiled, but it was more out of fear, I think. Like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever been that high walking into a room of strangers all yelling at you. No, but there's a, you know, an opportunity here in a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this could be a fun time meeting Nido. So, quick quick tangent on this. I, we'll get back to like the more uh, cinema-based uh, wrestler movies. Did you ever watch the documentary uh, Wrestling with Shadows, Hitman Heart? Absolutely. I was going to ask, because I, I don't think you and I have ever talked about it. It basically follows Bret Hart's career for a year leading up to the Montreal Screwjob. And, uh, Which, isn't it yeah. convenient that the cameras were rolling for that? Y- yes, uh, yes. I guess. I mean, it was convenient for sure, but I, if, if what you're getting at is that you think that that's part of the fucking work. I'm not getting at anything. I'm just saying, if it, if it, if it was a work and they had, the, they had the foresight to film a docu- documentary with him like a year in advance, good on them. They got a good finale out of it. 
But the, yeah. the there's a scene that I feel like I remember. Uh, is there one where his you just hear a guy getting trained in the basement and you just hear screaming? Yes, absolutely. One of my favorite <laughs> scenes in that movie. His his fucking dad, Stu Hart, is working over a couple guys down in the basement and smacking them, and he's just screaming at the top of his lungs. Do you? Would you do that? Do you think you could handle <laughs> Stu Hart for an hour? He's not around anymore, so I might as well say yes. That's okay. <laughs> okay. I think what you need to learn about me is that if you give me an opportunity to brag with zero repercussions for bragging, I'm going to do it. It's like if you give me the opportunity to look tough in front of a corpse. Yeah. I am going to look like goddamn Scott Steiner. Or oh, we talked about this before. Like I, I, I sincerely doubt I'm ever going to be in a situation where I'm face to face with Brock Lesnar. So of course I'm going to tell you I can take 16 suplexes no problem. I. The thing is, I almost introed you on this show as the only man who knows he can take more German <laughs> suplexes from Brock Lesnar than, than John it's, Cena. It's not a question. It's I, I know. You mean Brock Lesnar, who is in uh, the Jason Statham film Death Race? Wow. I saw online he was credited that- as prisoner. That was a that was a smooth transition back to what, back to the cinema based wrestler movies. <laughs> I didn't know he was in that. Let me ask you this question: Did you know that Christian is in Shoot 'Em Up? No. Yeah, the Clive Owens action film Shoot 'Em Up. Christian plays like a, a bodyguard, I think, for Paul Giamatti on the plane scene. Jesus! Well, in- I saw that uh, Test is in Planet Terror. <laughs> He plays like a Nazi boxer. How about we just run down a few? Uh, okay, fucking... I I have to. This is one that like I'll let you go. Like, but I have to. I have to name this. Okay. Okay. Do you know the movie Rudy? Yes. The football movie with uh, one of the hobbits. Yeah. Yeah. People are gonna be mad that I I worded it that way. People love Rudy. <laughs> are they gonna be mad? I don't think our oh, audience is gonna be that upset. Sean Astin is in that. I know that's his name. And also okay. people are going to be like, you fucking kidding me? That movie is where Vince Vaughn and John Favreau became friends. <laughs> but <laughs> you know who play two football players on the Notre Dame football team? Who's that? Dan Severn and Al Snow. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Al Snow. Does that change the way you want to watch that movie? What does everybody want? Rudy. <laughs> uh, Rudy would uh, have been the worst wrestler, but he would have been a really good baby face. He's well, how about the, a big? How about a big budget one? Okay, like Bone Saw is ready. Oh, that's a that's a huge one. Saw that on your yeah. birthday. Yeah, we did see that on my birthday. That's fucking Macho Man Randy Savage playing <laughs> Bone Saw in Spider Man. Yeah, like we, there are some big ones. I mean, like right now, Batista's getting huge. He's great, though. I love watching him and shit. Yeah, is, isn't he also trying to do some more dramatic stuff rather than just the action stuff, too? Oh, yeah. He was just in, like, uh, he was in the new Blade Runner. This is okay. Some of these I don't believe, and I tried to look it up to find specific scenes. I found something that said that Sting was in Liar Liar. I feel like as, the internet's as fucking like Steve with me. Borden? No, it said he played wrestler. But I don't remember a wrestler in that. I also saw that Rey Mysterio was in Freddy vs. Jason. Really? 
Really? Goddamn Terry Funk's in the Friday Night Lights movie. Uh, Bam Bam Bigelow. A lot of these guys have been in just so much shit. Like, there's a lot of dudes that have just been in, like, very softcore porn, you know, late night on USA when we're children type movies. B-movie shit. Oh, Buff Bagwell's been in a few of those that just, like, that the cover of it is just a lady with a gun, a lot of boobs, in the Amazon. What was the name of that movie that uh, Goldberg was in um, where he played Santa Claus? Was it called Santa Claus with C-L-A-W-S or something? I think it was actually called Santa's Slay. That's right. Uh, that That's one, right. That movie is a lot of fun. If you haven't seen it, it's a B-horror movie. Uh, in the opening scene, you've got Chris Kattan. Who else is in that? Uh, Fran Drescher. James Caan. <laughs> I can't believe I'm like, you gotta, you gotta check out Santa's Slay, man. This is... That movie is the spot. What about the uh, Adam Sandler remake of The Longest Yard? Fuck, that movie was just... That was the Monday Night Wars brought to life. <laughs> Goldberg, Kevin Nash, and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah, is that it? I thought... Well, also, you got Great Khali. Yeah, he's in that, too. Fuck, I forgot you about have, that. Um, shit, there's another guy. Because there's several guys that I didn't realize were wrestlers. And then, like, you've got a guy, like, if you count... Uh, Tommy Tiny Lister, who played Debo in the Friday movies, mm-hmm. he was Zeus. Okay. In No Holds Barred with Hulk Hogan, but he actually ended up wrestling for the WWF for like six or seven years after that. Actually, the worst movie I've ever seen, I, it's a tie, but uh, one of them has three wrestlers in it, and that is the remake of Rollerball. Fuck, I forgot about it. Isn't Shane McMahon in that? Shane McMahon... Scotty Too Hottie and Paul Heyman <laughs> and Slipknot, which if anyone at home is counting, that's the second time Slipknot has been referenced in the history of this podcast. I was just browsing their IMDb page the other day, honestly. For Slipknot? No, fuck, <laughs> fuck, no. Scotty Too uh, Hotties. Yeah. IMDb, um, I was on the one for Rollerball because I forgot that came out like right, like, around the time where WWF was on top of the fucking world and they worked in as many uh, cameos and like they were promoting that on TV too. God, that uh, movie's so- on Raw like, and SmackDown. If anyone actually saw that movie, the thing that I remember most about it is, well, one, I didn't, the rules didn't make sense. Uh, <laughs> that's why I went to that movie was to follow a real sporting event. Uh, cause, <laughs> <laughs> cause clearly that's very important to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> But Why there's, you watch a, pro wrestling? there's a scene in it where the whole gang is in the back of a truck and it's a night vision. And the scene felt like it lasted 15 minutes shot on a night vision camera. And then LL Cool J just like <laughs> explodes on a motorcycle. <laughs> I forgot that LL Cool J was in that until I saw that the other day. But I had a, like, I had a question while I started looking this up. I started okay. wondering... Has there been a wrestling, a movie with a wrestler in it that's won an Oscar? Not the wrestler, but like, has, a, has there been a movie where a wrestler has been featured in it that went on to win Oscars? Well, you said not the wrestler, but did Spider-Man win anything for like any like sound, like special effects or anything? I can tell you there is a movie that won Best Picture that had, an, that had a professional wrestler in it. His name was Lenny Montana, and he played Luke Obrazi in The Godfather. Really? 
And if you want to hear some crazy shit, so this guy was a, a wrestler in the 50s and he fought in NWA and AWA. He held titles in both of them. He was the heavyweight champ in the NWA. He was the tag champs in AWA. And then it looked like he broke his leg in a match with Vern Gagne. And bowed out for a while, came back, and then he ended up in between being a enforcer for a famous mob family. <laughs> And as I'm reading about this guy, I'm like, why the fuck? How did he was how not this always... hasn't come up before? Yeah, I was like, how how the fuck have we missed out on Lenny Montana this whole time? So when it said his job was the enforcer, not only was he an enforcer, he was also their arsonist. Jesus. And do you want to know how he would burn buildings down? This seems like this could be its own podcast episode. I know it was this family called the Columbo family which said was a very big crime family in the late 60s and in order uh i just you know i'm i found this on wikipedia as i started researching the guy because i just brought up like oh he was a wrestler what did he do and as i started scrolling down it says uh tall and very heavily built his talents were mostly as an enforcer and an arsonist he would tie a tampon (laughs) to the tail of a mouse dip it in kerosene light it and let the mouse run through a building. What the fuck? <laughs> or he would put a candle in front of a cuckoo clock so that when the clock's bird popped out, it would catch on fire. <laughs> this is like the craziest fucking shit I've ever heard. And then upon, uh, let's see, he ended up uh, doing a little time in Rikers Island. And then upon it being makes... released, he started fucking acting. And wound up in The Godfather. Which won a goddamn Oscar for Best Picture in, wow. what, like, 1973? It and makes you w- realize there's actually an art to arson. Right, yeah, like, that's the mouse thing's genius. I'm going to burn <laughs> it. Take that with coo- you, kids. The cuckoo clock one isn't bad either. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually kind of cute. It is a little bit cute. Like, he had to think of that. Like, I bet he giggled a little bit when he's like, I bet this works. <laughs> yeah. That's a oh, good fucking story. He also, he went on to be in several movies. Uh, one, another one of my, actually one of my favorite comedies. He was in The Jerk. I think what's, what's crazy when, when we sit here and go down this list and, and we talk about all these different things is it's like no matter how many times you bring something up, like another movie comes to, my, like, to mind. There was a wrestler in the early 2000s called, uh, I think it was Nathan Jones. Oh, yeah, I was looking through. He's been in a ton of shit. He was in Troy. Yeah, and, I think he and was I, in some other stuff with Stone Cold, too. Well, I was going to ask, did Troy win anything? Did Troy win any, like, Oscars or? Um, it won an award for me seeing it in a theater with Evan Roderick. I saw it with you then. Oh, hell yeah. I think I bought a Marilyn Manson CD that day. If anybody <laughs> listening to this is like, Garrett likes, he likes that new metal. <laughs> Slipknot, man. No, this is just from a different time period, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, it's okay." Papa Roach is now the official uh, band, the theme song of Raw. Hey, I feel like I should start putting music recommendations at the end of this for just the so- second time. Just so you know, what was the other one? Um, I just want to be loved. I think uh, was the Raw theme song like ten years ago. Sing the first two minutes. 
No. <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Okay, so wait, hold on. Hold on. This one has to be said because it, it was one that for a long time I don't I didn't know and I probably should have, but uh Jingle All the Way. Big show. Big show. Fucking yeah, he, big uh, show plays the giant and I think it was at what was this mid nineties, so he still technically would have been in WCW. Oh, he would have been Big Show. No wait. Would he that have been, been the giant? Oh, he was the giant then. Yeah. Because I mean, if well, Big Show was also in like Waterboy. He was Captain Insano, right? Uh, and it's weird. Like when you look up some of these guys, you're like, I wouldn't have thought he were he was in any movies. But then I start realizing, like, oh my God, Terry Funk was in Roadhouse, and <laughs> just going through this list. And Bam Bam Bigelow was in a whole bunch of movies that just look like dog shit. And also Kevin Nash, man, Nash, Kevin Nash, Grandma's Boy, The Punisher, John Wick. Magic Mike's one and two. Kevin Nash is he's he's not doing too bad for himself right now. No, I don't think he's, I think he still does indie shows too, doesn't he? I, he at least goes and signs autographs. I know that every year around WrestleMania, he hosts like a like a watch party. Like he'll rent out like a bar or a club and does like a watch party and invites a few of his wrestling friends over. This is a weird. <laughs> we're talking about movies, but I was surprised. Like you start thinking about it, and you realize that. Nash has been in a lot of shit. He's in shit I actually do enjoy. Yeah. Uh, one last one that I need to bring up uh, and before, before this is all over. I came across a guy named Mike Mazurki. And what caught my eye is that I saw that he was in It's a Mad, 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 Mad World. Right. I mean, uh, a lot of you might not know that one. That one's from, what year would that be? Like 60? It's actually, it okay. Probably th- 1963. Yeah. Uh, huge cast. It's, you know, a bunch of people looking for buried treasure kind of movie going all over uh, California looking a for that. A couple movies have been based off of it since then, too. Like yeah. Rat Race. Yeah. It's been remade a couple times. But so I was looking this Mike Mazurki. Do you remember the scene when the guy, uh, he pulls over to pick up a hitchhiker and the guy's like, my wife's sick. I need to take her this medicine. Right. And then he ends up fucking his car up. Well, that guy has been in a hundred movies. And he's been in some big movies, like Some Like It Hot. You know, uh, what else we got? Dick Tracy. I'm just looking through here. Some Like It Hot and It's a Mad, 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 Mad World are big ones to me. But what I started looking up trying to figure out what all he did in wrestling. But I came across something a little more interesting. Because, you know, there's not a lot of, you know, pro wrestling awards. And one of the bigger ones is the Cauliflower Alley Club. You know, they, they have awards every year for professional wrestlers. And don't they have, like, some other fighters in there as well? Sure. Well, it turns out this Mike Mazurki co-founded and was the president of the Cauliflower Alley Club. Wow. The Cauliflower Alley Club logo of that, the cauliflower ear, is Mike yeah. Mazurki's ear. Wow. So he, you know, he was the Maz before there was a Miz. The the more the more you know the A lister. I don't know. I just thought that was kind of cool. You got excited about the name is probably what it was. I got excited. Well, he was also in It's a Mad 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 World, but yeah, when I saw Maz, I was like Maz Miz same. I would you know what I wish that some of these guys from the like forties and fifties could take on some of the wrestlers now because it'd be fucked up. (laughs) Did you ever see My Breakfast with Blassie? 
No. Oh, wait. I think I heard about that recently on a podcast. I've been meaning to watch it for, like, obviously, like, almost 20 years. And you were just saying, actually, well, Man on the Moon, Jerry Lawler. They're tying it into another wrestler in another movie. But uh, Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, you were saying, like, that last week when we were talking about intergender wrestling, we left out the, the king of intergender wrestling. Yeah, it blew my mind. I was I was getting ready to do this episode with you, and I was we were going over you know actors and 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 movies with wrestlers, and I was like, well, holy shit, how did we not talk about Andy Kaufman at, for either comedy and wrestling or for intergender wrestling? And Andy Kaufman was the self the self proclaimed uh, intergender wrestling champion of the world. And God damn it, he was good at it. He was the best. I don't know if anyone's ever gotten as much heat as him. I was kind of hoping James Ellsworth would take that approach and uh, maybe do that on the Indies a little bit and take the Kaufman shtick. I would, I mean, that would be fine. Like, what else does he have to do right now? Uh, nothing. That's sad. I'm sure he's doing fine. I actually saw that he's booked on Joey Ryan's indie show that he does in LA now, Bar Wrestling. Yeah, I think he's getting booked for a lot of indie shows, but... No, I th- I actually, you know, I don't know for certain. I heard he was kind of depressed after the WWE let him go. Like, I don't know if he thought he was going to have a long career there or whatnot. But. That guy has nothing to be depressed about. He Not at there all. Is, you know, there's a lot of people with a lot more talent that are a lot, you know, more apt to be in the WWE than him. He got there. He did it. And he had a run. Yeah, I mean, for over he, a year. he played a big part in the first ever women's Money in the Bank match. And actually, no, oh, that boy. run he had with AJ Styles was pretty fun TV for a few weeks. The the Dean Ambrose stuff, yeah. And then he, he found uh, some stuff to do with Carmella. It was funny, you know, I, we posted the poll up on our social media, on our Twitter, on our Facebook, asking people if they... Uh, if they were pro intergender wrestling or if they were against it. And over 60% of our voters said that they were for it. So thanks for the feedback, everyone. Uh, I'm with you. I, I think there should be more intergender wrestling. At the end of that poll, I was like, what are we going to do? Like, do we have to make two people fight each other? I don't know what we're supposed to give you guys with that. We give them nothing and they'll like it and just wait for the next <laughs> poll. Do me a favor, though. We spent a lot of time talking about, you know, just different. Uh, Different movies that have wrestlers in them. What, what are some of your favorites? Let us know on, on Twitter, at WrestleHangout. Because I'm sure, I mean, I went through a list of 1,600 of them. I know we, le- we left out, like, They Live, one of the best ones. Uh, yes. Roddy was in a lot. Rowdy Roddy Piper did a lot of movies that I did not see. It's true. Uh, I would see stuff on TV even uh, years later uh, where I would see Roddy Piper on it, so... Well, I know we're yeah. No, there's there's a lot there's a lot of fucking wrestling movies out there, and I'm sure that we're gonna get hit with some people suggesting some stuff to us that we just completely left out. Oh, before uh, we go as well, I we just we filmed this pretty much right after or we're recording right after SmackDown ended. I actually didn't get a chance to watch it. Did did anything notable happen tonight on SmackDown? Um. Well, they were supposed to have a match where it was uh, Zayn and Owens to determine who was going to face AJ Styles at Fastlane, and Zayn kind of got in Styles' face at ringside, and Styles attacked both him and Owens, and so now it's a triple threat match. Uh, the mixed match challenge after SmackDown, I guess uh, Naomi and the Uso won. Uh, I don't know who they're facing. In the uh, next Naomi, round. who didn't her name used to be Trinity? 
Uh, yes. Okay, and uh, Trinity is in Stuart Little too. Nice. Keep it going. <laughs> I could just do this for another hour. Stuart Little one, written by <coughs> M Night Shyamalan. I, Nothing to do with uh, wrestling. Just a weird fact. <laughs> Rusev and Bobby Roode had a good match. I uh, would recommend going back and watching that. Did I see that? Uh, that Bobby Roode received an RKO. He did RKO the fuck out of nowhere. So. I thought it was a pretty good episode of SmackDown. Um, Raw was pretty good too. Yeah, they're getting ready. It's it's WrestleMania season, man. It, we're getting we're getting into season. it. We're in that weird spot though, where we have to get through Elimination Chamber and hope that no one gets hurt first. It's true. But also, I feel like, like the, the they can they can build for months and then an injury can completely fuck up their whole WrestleMania plan. So oh yeah, I mean, didn't Jason Jordan have neck surgery yesterday? Yeah, they didn't prep us for that since he was just on Raw. I mean, I think that was today, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I read that this afternoon. And then some of the news that I've been reading is, I don't know, I kind of, I think this is pretty funny. Have you been reading any of this stuff about Corey Graves and Booker? Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if it's real or if it's a work or what the fuck it, it is. Was, so. That was always confusing to me. I, I always felt bad for Booker out there because he clearly, he's not that great at that specific job. Right. Booker's good at a lot of things in wrestling. Uh, wrestling commentary, not being commentary. One of them. Yeah, especially because it just didn't seem like he knew that much about the current product. So, another reason to watch SmackDown. I forgot to mention this. Um, you'll get a kick out of this. So, New Day, they're doing like a question, like a Twitter question spree during the episode. Like the whole episode, you can ask New Day questions. The entire episode, New Day just keeps dropping references to Corey Graves and Booker T having a fight. Oh, my God. So, well, <laughs> check, check that shit so out. If, if you hadn't heard about this yet, Booker T is no longer on the commentary team on Raw. He'll be doing the pre-shows and, you know, some of that stuff. But he's gone, and what's, what Booker T says is that Corey Graves got him fired. And he also is saying that he would beat the shit out of Corey Graves if he runs into him on the street. I don't know how that works because I don't know how much pull Corey Graves has to just go to like Vince and be like, get rid of this fucking asshole. Well, anytime I hear somebody shit talking somebody on the air, I assume it's Vince in their ear saying, say this to them. Sure. I, mean, I don't know. I always felt bad for Booker because he was just out of place. But Corey, it, it was starting to get awkward with every time he said something, Corey coming back at him. The thing is, I really like Corey Graves. Yeah, I like Corey Graves, too. I don't know what happened. I guess we'll maybe maybe more will play out and we'll or maybe this will just go away. But either way, man, that's a. Uh... That's pretty much it for this episode, don't you think? Yeah, that was. Uh, we'll do it again and talk about Dwayne and maybe go into more detail on some of these. I feel like I just got too excited and uh, I didn't even tell you all the movies that Boogeyman's in. Oh fuck, there's more. Yeah, I I won't name them now. We can go because I think the give us the bell, man. Ding ding, there it is. All right, <laughs> thanks it- thanks again for listening, everybody. Uh, thanks you know to everybody who's tuned in these past few episodes and. Sp- telling your friends about it. Follow us on Twitter at wrestle hangout on Instagram at predetermined podcast. Have a good weekend. Everyone be safe out there. Hit our goddamn music.